welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Grace Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. If you would like additional information, visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy this week's message. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to get into our message here in just a moment, and I just kind of want to recap what we talked about last week with Pastor Paul uh, as we started a new series called Faith Is, and this has been a, a, a new series that we started that we're excited about, and uh, we just want to encourage you uh, with this message this morning, and uh, today's message is going to be titled Faith Is Effective. And we're going to be looking at two different scripture passages today. The first one's going to come from Mark chapter 4, and the second passage is going to come from 2 Timothy chapter 1. And uh, we, we want to encourage you during this time that you share maybe with something in the comments, in the, in the comments below about what maybe is speaking to you, or maybe it's a verse, maybe it's a phrase, or, or just a word of encouragement for people. Go ahead and share those in the comments, especially during this message because uh, I know taking notes can be a little different now, um, but this is a, a great way that uh, we can still stay connected and encourage each other. Um, and so as we go into this message uh, this morning about faith being effective, uh, we want to uh, kind of give an overall idea. Uh, but first, I want to kind of explain the, that word effectiveness. How do we know something is being effective? And, and so as I was thinking about this, um, what, what came to my mind was the time when I was a, a young kid, about, uh, about, uh, about seven years old, eight years old. I remember the, these things called cassette tapes. And I don't know if you've remembered these things, but these uh, cassette tapes used to be very popular, right? I mean, we'd have them and played in our car. We had a cassette tape player in the car. We would have a cassette tape player in our house and, and all these different things. In fact, if you uh, are a Generation Z student or a kid right now, you may be thinking, what in the world are we talking about? You'll probably find them, I don't know, maybe in a museum somewhere, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but these things were, were, were great uh, at the time being um, because we would, you know, you would put them into your cassette tape player, you would uh, maybe play something on the radio for like myself, if I liked a particular song, I would, you know, hit the record button at just the right moment um, and as that song would play and then I would hit the stop button uh, when the song was over, and that way I would have uh, that song that I wanted to listen to. And then we see over time how people were finding more creative, effective ways for people to have access to music. So then we see things like the CD, we see things like the MP3 player, we see things like the iPod Nano, you know, all these different things that started coming up. And now we have things like iTunes, we have things like uh, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, because people are, are seeing the effectiveness of these things, of these new things that are being started up. And, and more people are having access to music now more than ever. And, and so um, as we look at this uh, scripture passages today, we want to uh, just kind of give an overall idea of how our faith can be effective right now. But I know there's a lot of other messages out there right now. If you've been on social media, if you've watched news, or if you've even been in contact with talking with people at a safe distance, you would realize that there are different messages being, uh, that are spreading right now. There are not necessarily messages of faith. could be messages of love. 
could be messages of hatred. It could be messages of, of just, you know, bitterness or, or jealousy or, or just a number of different things. Fear, anxiety. And I want to ask you personally this question. What messages are you spreading right now? What message are you spreading? Is it a message of faith? Is it a message of hope? Is it a message of, of fear? Is it a message of attacking people? You know, and all these different things. The, it's per, it needs to be personal. What message am I spreading right now? And so I, I hope at the end of this that we will be people who spread the message of faith. And how can we do that? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about this. As we talked about uh, last week with Pastor Paul, we talked about faith being alive, how, how faith comes from God. This is not some man-made thing that we came up with, um, but this is a faith that comes only from God. And then how we can access this faith is through the confession and belief of Jesus Christ. And, and so how does this whole thing work? How does this whole faith life work? And so as we look at it in Mark chapter 4, we're going to be looking at uh, a parable in the Bible uh, in verses 30 uh, through, uh, through 32. We're going to be looking at how faith starts small. Faith starts small. And we're going to be looking at it because Mark chapter 4 has a lot to say about the kingdom of God. How does the kingdom of God advance? How does the kingdom of God advance, advance during good times and even in bad times like we're experiencing in our country right now a crisis? How does the kingdom of God still continue to advance? I think that's encouraging to know that the kingdom of God can still do that. And as we look at this, we're going to see what Jesus describes it like. He describes it you know, as a farmer sowing seed on the ground, um, and it grows in, in, in certain spots and areas. Um, I mean, he, he talks about it in numerous ways, but we're going to look at one particular parable, and it's found in verse 30 through 32. It says this, he's, uh, this is Jesus speaking in verse 30. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. And so as we look at this, how does the kingdom of God advance? How does, the, how does faith start? It starts out very small. If you think about it, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, at one particular time, somebody gave you the message of Jesus Christ. They gave you the gospel. They told you about Jesus dying on the cross for your sins and how he came to save us and have an eternity with him in heaven. He, he talks about this resurrection power living in us that only he can give. Because why? Because he's the owner of this resurrection power. You can only give what you possess. And he owns the resurrection power. And so he offers it to people. Somebody at some point, if you're a follower of Jesus, gave you that message. And you responded to that. It started with just a simple thought. It started with this idea of, I, I want this. I want this, this life, this, this life of faith that he talks about or that she talks about. It's so important. And then it starts to, I'm going to move in that step, that direction. What do I need to do? What do I need to say? And we, we, we say a prayer and, and phrases a lot of times from, from a stage to, to give, make that personal for you to invite Jesus Christ into your life. So there's, there's steps that are taken, but I would even say it goes even a step further, that this seed that was planted in you 
started off very small at the point of somebody prayed for you to come to know Christ. It could be a family member. It could be a friend. It could even be someone that didn't even know your name. I mean, we pray for people all the time here at this church for people to come to know Christ. And we don't even know all the people's names at times. But they find themselves showing up hearing this message. And I think that's such an important thing, how Jesus describes it as a mustard seed. It starts small. And this kingdom of God, this faith life, begins to spread. And it actually grows up and becomes the largest, it says, of all garden plants Jesus talks about. And I think that's an important thing to know because, you know what, there's a lot happening in our world right now. There's a lot of messages spreading. And what can happen is you and I can share messages of hope. Share about the fact that, you know, I was hearing the other day about this, the big churches helping smaller churches and even smaller churches helping even smaller churches. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an amazing thing how churches are coming together and they're partnering with each other. They're sharing resources with each other. In fact, there is, um, I heard a, a story about a church, it's a big church, well-known church, who's helping out churches that are in this crisis right now where maybe they started to uh, come to the, to the fact that maybe they're going to have to close their doors or they're a church plant that just started and they started in the middle of this crisis. And so there's a possibility of them shutting down. And I, and I, I witnessed and I watched this video of this church just basically giving away tens of thousands of dollars to so many different churches that were on the verge of closing their doors. Such a small, simple thing for a lot of us to just look at it and say, oh, that's pretty cool. But do we realize the impact that that big church and those smaller churches are going to make now? Because now these communities are going to have churches' doors stay open and no longer close. It starts with a simple act. It starts a lot of times with a small act. And what can happen, the danger of this is, what can happen is we can miss it. Because again, a mustard seed, it's something small. It's something that you could easily just walk by and not even know it's there. And you can miss it. And I encourage you to notice those moments of where God is moving, what God is doing. God is moving in people individually who are just taking ownership of their neighbor's and maybe going grocery shopping with them, uh, for them, or, or even delivering food to their home, or, or just you know, letting them know that they're praying for them, things, simple things like that. And what can happen in our culture, in our society, we just look at it and say, oh, that's cool, that's not a, that big of a deal. But in the kingdom of God, Jesus is talking about how big of a deal that really is, how effective that really is. And in fact, that seed that has been planted, this mustard seed, is going to grow to the point of where it's so big All the credit, all the glory goes to God. This is why faith starts small, so that no human being can take credit for what is taking place in the kingdom of God. And that's such an encouraging thing to know that even your small acts of kindness, when it's done to the glory of God, it can have such an effective impact on people's lives. In fact, it can change their life. We live in a culture right now where we want things to be bigger, everything to be bigger. If you watch a movie, you know, if somebody wants to make a great movie, they're having to spend hundreds of millions of dollars because they need the bigger explosions. They need the bigger celebrity in their movie. They need all these different things in order to make a great movie. I mean, you look at it all the time. You want bigger fireworks. You want bigger this, bigger that. And so what can happen is we can miss the things that God is already doing and we can measure it in a way that's not the way God measures. 
God measures things differently. As we look at you know, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ and what He did and how He died for us on the cross, how He rose from the dead, and how He offers this resurrection power that now can live in us, so many people can just look at that and say, oh yeah, that's cool, I've heard that before. And you treat something that is so big, so massive, so eternally, it eternally changes a person's destiny, and you can treat it so small as it's not that big of a deal. When, I, when I'm here to say the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, there's nothing greater than that. There is absolutely nothing greater than that. There's nothing bigger than that. And that's why it's so important for us to, to recognize these kinds of things. Well, there's a second thing that I think is, is important uh, for us to know, is that faith, uh, faith is contagious. And we're going to be looking at this in 2 Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 1. We're going to be looking at this in verses 5 through 7. And we're going to read through this. Uh, together, just to kind of give us an idea of how the message of Jesus Christ can spread. Because the message of Jesus Christ is spreading. And, and faith is contagious. And I encourage you that to spread the faith message. That Let that be contagious. Don't let fear be spreading. Don't let anxiety spread. Don't let any of these other things spread. Let the message of Jesus Christ, let this message of faith that can only be found in Jesus Christ let that be the thing that is contagious right now. It says this, uh, this is the Apostle Paul talking to a, a young man named Timothy. Uh, Timothy is not uh, his earthly son, but Paul talks to him like he's his, his, his own son. And from this we read this. This is what he says in these moments while Paul is actually sitting in prison for spreading the message of Jesus Christ. He says this, I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I'm reminded you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And I think this is such an important thing for us today to know that faith is contagious. We see here clearly that there is a grandmother to this young man, Timothy, who followed the Lord Jesus Christ and it was contagious to Timothy's mother. It was contagious to even Timothy that he took on this life of faith in Jesus Christ. He received it. Because why? It started with something so simple. It started with something so small. It started with even, you know, what, what, what seemed to be like not a big deal. His grandmother. Okay, cool. But then it went to the mother. Then it went to Timothy. Do we see now how this message can spread and actually be larger than any of the plants, like Jesus said, in the garden. And you can only point to the fact that it is only by Jesus that he does it. And this is such a, an encouraging thing to know that even now more than ever, as I was looking at some stats about the younger generation, what's happening right now, and I'm realizing some things that 24% of Generation Z students, that's a fourth of our country as far as Generation Z students, mainly 18 and under, who are saying now more than ever, they're experiencing more stress and anxiety and fear than ever before. 24% of our young people. That's a lot of people. And, and even though what, what is actually is encouraging to know that close to 50% of young adults and under, so we're talking maybe college age and in the 20s and under, uh, close to 50% are actually starting to pursue spiritual disciplines such as reading their Bible, such as praying, such as all these different things that it is encouraging to know 
that. And so the reason why I share that with you is simply this. We need spiritual mothers and fathers more than ever before. You may not have a child right now. You, you may have children that are out of your house. Whatever the case may be, you can still be a spiritual father and a spiritual mother to somebody. You can still speak into their life. You can still reach out to them, see how they're doing, pray with them, because they, they need somebody to come around them. Timothy, we don't know a whole lot about Timothy's dad, but we, we don't hear him mentioned in this passage of Scripture as being a follower of Jesus Christ. It, it's not mentioned here. But we do know this. Paul took Timothy under his wing, and he began to, to speak into Timothy's life. He began to believe in Timothy. He began to show him that this is the way. And he, told, he tells Timothy, remember the time where I laid my hands on you, and I remember I, I prayed over you, I laid my hands on you, and I believed in you, and I said, Timothy, you can do this. You can make it, and you're going to do great things for God. I think that's such an important thing that, that Paul did, and he's recalling Timothy to remember that moment and to remember the gifts that God has given him because each and every one of us possess some kind of gift, and God wants to use that gift, and he wants to further his kingdom through your gift. And it's such an important thing for us to offer the things that we have and put it into the hands of our Creator. And let's see what God can do even in these moments. You know, I've, as we close today, it is such an important thing because you never realize how important things are in our world, how, how you speak into somebody's life, what you do, how it can be so effective even now. You know, when I started pursuing full-time ministry, um, you know, it was something that I felt like was my own decision. I felt God's call. I, I, I said yes. There was a lot of uh, things that happened in, in that, those, the, uh, that way of life as far as the way I pursued it. Um, there were some ups and downs. But I remember my great-grandmother once came to me after I was pursuing ministry, and she said this. She said, I never told you this because I didn't want you to do it based on me telling you to do it. But she said, when you were born, I prayed a prayer that I felt like God put in my heart. And I prayed for you to be used in full-time ministry. And you see, for me, I had never known that until I started pursuing it on my own in a sense of it was my own choice. And from that, it encouraged me to know that someone prayed for me all these years to make a decision. because, And she had no idea all the things I was battling to, to that point of, I didn't want to do this, I didn't feel qualified, all these different things. She had no idea all the battles that I was facing, but she just prayed a simple prayer. I'm telling you, church, and I'm telling you, whoever's watching, you're, you can be used of God if you just are available to him, if you make yourself available, because your faith that he puts in you is contagious. And if you're watching this this morning and you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we encourage you in the comments, you know, to receive this resurrection power. And if you don't have this resurrection power that is only found in Jesus Christ, we encourage you to make that decision. And what you can do is simply in the comments, maybe just uh, put the emoji of the raising of the hand, or maybe you can just simply say uh, in, the, in the comments, I want to follow Jesus. Or in, in that way, we can have people uh, just begin to pray for you, even in a, in a unique way. I know it's different, but there is still powerful prayers that can be prayed over your life because it impacted me, and I know there's so many people that have been impacted as well. And so we encourage you to do that right now as I am talking to begin to put those in the comments. And we're going to have people begin to pray with you in a rather unique way. And I think it's going to be kind of cool um, to, to see that. But what message are you spreading? Is it a message of faith? 
Is it a message of hope? Or is it a message of attacking people? Is it a message of, of fear or anxiety? It's time for us to start spreading this message of faith to people all around us. And because God is up to something big. And He's often up to big things, even before this crisis. He's up to big things now, and He's up to big things in the future. And let's be a part of that together. And so I'm going to pray for you this morning, and we thank you again for joining us online. Lord, we thank you. We love you. Thank you for your message of faith, Lord, how it can be effective, Lord, even, in, even if it seems small, even if it seems not as, that it's not big, Lord, but you tell us in your word, it's like a mustard seed. It will continue to grow and be the largest of all things. And people can only point to God who deserves all the credit and all the glory for it. Lord, we, we believe, Lord, that our faith can be contagious, Lord, because of what you have done with us, done for us on the cross. Lord, you died for us. Lord, you resurrected from the dead and you've given us, Lord, the most powerful thing of all time, and that is your resurrection power. Lord, now we can walk in it. Lord, we can walk victorious. Lord, we can walk in confidence, knowing that you desire to use our gifts. You desire uh, for us to be spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers towards those around us. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would use this church to continue to do great and mighty things. And Lord, help us, Lord, to not miss, Lord, what you're doing. Lord, because it can be so easy to miss the things, all the things that you are doing. Lord, I pray that we won't miss it and that we will be a part of expanding your kingdom. Lord, because what you have done for us is so amazing. We want the whole world to know. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.